0: Hey, everyone. I'm Daniel Dale. I'm a CNN fact check reporter. This is Facts First Friday. Today, I want to talk about last night's final presidential debate between former Vice President Biden and President Trump. Now, the president is getting a lot of press for being better behaved at this debate than he was at the first debate. The thing is that from a fact check perspective, he was actually much worse this time. It was a little easier to fact check for me because it was just easier to follow with that mute button and fewer interruptions. But I don't think you could find a subject where Trump was not dishonest in some way. It was just another bombardment of false and misleading claims. It was dishonesty as deliberate strategy, it seemed. Now, some of these claims were new, but most of them were not. Trump has made almost all of them before and many of them frequently. I've had to fact check them over and over. So what he did was just kind of debatify his rally content, including the extremely silly stuff he says at these events, like his claim that he was just kidding when he mused about how maybe injecting disinfectant could treat the coronavirus. Not true or his truly ridiculous claim that he has done more for black people than any president except, he says, possibly Abraham Lincoln. It's just crazy. Lyndon Johnson signed the Civil Rights Act. Joe Biden didn't really have one particular area where he was serially dishonest. It was more of a smattering, a smattering of false misleading or lacking in context claims on occasion throughout the debate. But some of these were also significant. So now let's look at some of the claims made by both candidates, starting with President Trump. To me, the most important subject of the president's dishonesty right now is the COVID-19 pandemic. It's the most important subject in the lives of many Americans right now. And he's just repeatedly, egregiously inaccurate, waving the situation away, deceptively. Like, listen to this from his very first answer of the debate. It will go away, and as I say, we're rounding the turn, we're rounding the corner, it's going away. This is the opposite of the truth. The situation in the United States is getting worse, not better. Now, cases are rising. We know we're now above a seven-day average of 60,000 cases per day. The president likes to wave away, dismiss cases as a metric. So fine, we'll look at some others. Hospitalizations are also rising. Some states are setting records for hospitalizations. The test positivity rate, the percentage of tests coming back positive, is also rising nationally. And as always, when cases rise, deaths eventually rise with a lag. We're now again having days with 1,000 coronavirus deaths in the United States. Now, Trump has said for literally eight months that this pandemic is going away, disappearing, vanishing. I did an analysis on CNN.com. I counted 38 separate times he's made these claims since early February. It was wrong then and it's wrong now. Now let's turn to another comment from the president, a claim about the relationship between the Biden family and Russia. Joe got $3.5 million from Russia, and it came through Putin because he was very friendly with the former mayor of Moscow, and it was the mayor of Moscow's wife, and you got $3.5 million. Your family got $3.5 million. This is a good example of something I think of as Trumpflation. It's where Trump takes an original claim or a kernel of truth and twists it, exaggerates it beyond recognition over time. So there is no evidence whatsoever that Joe Biden got a $3.5 million payment from Russia, let alone from Vladimir Putin himself. So what is this based on? Well, there is a disputed allegation from Senate Republicans that Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's son, got a $3.5 million payment Payment from the wife of the late mayor of Moscow. Now, Hunter Biden strenuously denies this, says that he is not an owner of the firm that got the payment. But regardless, it's an allegation about Hunter Biden, not Joe Biden. Now, Trump used to make the Hunter Biden allegation. For whatever reason, at this debate, he turned it into a direct accusation about Joe. And that's just wrong. Finally, let's look at a claim about one of the clearest distinctions of the night between the two candidates, healthcare. Here's what President Trump said about Biden's plan. We have 180 million people out there that have great private health care, far more than we're talking about with Obamacare. Joe Biden is going to terminate all of those policies. This is, again, the opposite of the truth. Now, there are some Democrats, prominently including Senator Bernie Sanders, who have proposed health care plans known as Medicare for All that would eliminate all or almost all private insurance plans. But Joe Biden is not one of them. In fact, if you remember the Democratic primary, Biden vocally, explicitly, repeatedly campaigned against these kinds of plans. What Biden is proposing is known as a public option. That would allow people to voluntarily enter a Medicare-style government program, but would not wipe out all 180 million private plans. Now, there are legitimate questions about how a popular public option might affect the availability of private plans over time. That's a real thing to talk about, but the suggestion that Biden wants to terminate all 180 million private plans is just nonsense. And now I want to look at a couple of false claims from former Vice President Biden, starting with the same subject, health care. Not one single person with private insurance would lose their insurance under my plan, nor did they under Obamacare. They did not lose their insurance unless they chose they wanted to go to something else. That is just not true. When the Affordable Care Act exchanges opened, millions of Americans had their private insurance canceled because those plans didn't meet the new requirements imposed by this law, Obamacare. Now, it was kind of strange that Biden said this because this was one of the most extensively litigated claims of Obama's own presidency. He famously declared that under Obamacare, if you liked your plan, you could keep it. That ended up not being true. And Obama acknowledged that in 2013. He said, with respect to the pledge I made that if you like your plan, you can keep it, I think, and I've said in interviews, there is no doubt the way I put that forward unequivocally ended up not being accurate. Now, he said he didn't intend to not be accurate, but he admitted it was not accurate. Next, let's turn to a claim about something that's come up a lot in the final days of this campaign, fracking. President Biden to respond. I never said I oppose fracking. You said it on tape. It is just not true that Biden never said he opposed fracking. He did that during the Democratic primary. Listen, for example, to something he said to CNN's Dana Bash in July 2019. Mr. Vice President, just to clarify, would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in a Biden administration? No, we we would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated and no more subsidies for either one of those. Either any fossil fuel. We cannot absolve Biden for making false and misleading claims. They all matter. We have to fact check them when he makes them. Trump, however, is just on a different planet when it comes to dishonesty. You can't even really compare these two candidates. Trump is running on a concerted strategy of serial daily dishonesty. I said on TV after the debate that it's kind of like that famous I Love Lucy scene in the chocolate factory, where they're just like overwhelmed by the number of candies coming at them on a conveyor belt. Now, the candy will pass by on this conveyor belt and continue into the next room where the girls will pack it. It's almost impossible for us fact-checkers to keep up with this president. And in the final days of this campaign, it's getting worse. Last weekend, Friday to Sunday, I counted 66 separate false claims from Trump in his rallies, tweets, and interviews. That was one of the very worst periods of his whole presidency. This debate was just a continuation. Thank you all for taking the time to listen, and please stay with CNN for all the latest political news and fact checks. I'll be back next Friday. CNN Political Briefing is a production of CNN Audio. Megan Marcus is the executive producer, and Haley Thomas is the senior news producer. Raj Makhija is our senior production manager. Our episodes are produced by Will Cadigan, Mimi Mutessa, and Priscilla Alibi, and engineered by Francisco Monroy. David Toledo is the team's production assistant.